In that new context, the old Greek system made less and less sense, and the film treatment I wrote attempted to describe that shift. I called it freshman year, but when I submitted it to Maddie and Ivan, it was clear that nobody liked it enough to move forward. What we all recognized was that it lacked the spirit and hard comic edge of the Lampoon, so at that point I suggested working with a Lampoon editor, Doug Kenny, Harvard Lampoon alum and one of the founding partners of National Lampoon. Doug was a Harvard graduate from Chagrin Falls, Ohio, and the Lampoon's leading comic authority on puberty and adolescence. He had edited and compiled Lampoon's highly successful high school yearbook parody and had authored two classic Lampoon pieces, First Lay Comics and First High Comics, elements of which later found their way into the screenplay for Animal House. Given Doug's particular bent, he'd also written a novel called Teenage Commies from Outer Space, we set aside the notion of doing a college movie and instead laid out a high school film. Our story concerned Charles Manson in high school, a strangely seductive, demented loner living in the white-bred world of a typical Midwestern suburb, corrupting the local youth and forming a depraved cult of flying saucer-worshipping teenage zombies. We called it Laser Orgy Girls. The marketing slogan for the popular American graffiti had been where were you in 62? Ours was, where was he in 63? To Maddie and Ivan's credit, they actually liked it, but after a moment's reflection, suggested we go back to the idea of doing a college movie. Enter Chris Miller, the lanky, good-natured, Connecticut-looking Gentile whose boundless enthusiasm for the golden age of fraternity life instantly put us back on the right track. Doug and Chris were lampoon colleagues, and the three of us bonded quickly. What followed was an initial three-month period of 40-hour weeks on the 11th floor of the Lampoon Building at 59th and Madison, bankers' hours spent totally debriefing each other on the American college experience. Working with Chris's treasure trove of published Adelphian Lodge stories, Doug's Harvard experiences, and my own fraternity days at Washington University, we compiled a virtual database of every funny thing that ever happened to any of us every distinctive character we'd known, all the extraordinary and outlandish things we'd heard about fraternity life from our fathers, uncles, brothers, and cousins. And finally, every single college myth we could remember hearing. Furthermore, we looked back and discussed classic gang comedy from Our Gang to Archie Comics, identifying relevant archetypes for our emerging narrative. But what galvanized all our thinking right from the start was the term Animal House, not just as a title, but as the organizing thematic element from which everything else flowed. In the pages of Chris's stories, you will, of course, find characters and incidents depicted in the film. What didn't make it into the film were some of the really hardcore events, true stories that the producers and executives at Universal found too shocking or disgusting to include in a film intended for general release, even with its R rating. In fact, we were told that when Ned Tannen, the president of Universal, read the script for the first time, he appeared disturbed and said, I don't get it. These are the heroes? Reassured by the studio's younger executives, principally Tom Mount and Sean Daniels, the studio proceeded, and the movie went on to become, in 1978, the highest-grossing comedy of all time. Those two disgusting stories? They're right here because finally the real Pinto is telling all his unique experiences in one of the truly legendary animal houses, expressed in his own distinctive voice. 
Sickness is health, blackness is truth, drinking is strength, the perverse and subversive motto of both the Deltas and the ADs colors these pages as Chris lovingly, ironically, and sometimes ruefully recalls a time when Eisenhower was in the White House, Ozzie and Harriet were on TV, and Holden Caulfield was in all our heads. Go Nuts! Harold Ramis, June 16, 2006 Preface Hey man, what it is? I've been languishing in the flesh pots of Tasmania for many years, but now I'm back to let you know I can really shake them down. If you're wondering what a mostly lucid memoir means, so am I. No, seriously. Readers, I've made every effort to portray my sophomore year accurately, but since I was totally hammered most of the time, you can't hold me to any of this, okay? In return, assuming we meet someday, I won't hold you to anything either. As Otter states in Animal House,